Every little thing you think that you need. Every little thing you think that you need. Every little thing that's just feeding your greed. Oh, I bet that you'd be fine without it. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Minimalist Podcast, where we discuss what it means to live a meaningful life with less. My name is Joshua Fields Milburn. And I am Ryan Nicodemus, and together we are the Minimalists. Welcome to episode 174. Today, we're going to talk about minimalist health and fitness. And we have Ben Greenfield here, because if we're going to talk about fitness, you might as well bring in someone who's fit yeah. so we can talk about it. <laughs> And uh, so, Ben, thank you for being here today. Yeah, man. Well, thank you for having me and, and for fueling me with this wonderful, wonderful dark beverage, <laughs> Light, life blood. I had one cup, and then Ryan brought an entire pitcher. Of, <laughs> well, of I needed coffee. coffee. I know Podcast yeah. Sean drinks coffee, so yeah, we'll probably make it through. This is uh, courtesy of WeWork. They, uh, they do mm. a pretty decent job. Yeah. You're going to like our band of coffee much more, I think. Though. Okay, yeah. I, I, I'm looking forward to try it. I smelled it, and it was absolutely wonderful. Yeah, very good stuff. Very floral. Now, Ben, you are a bit of a, a maximalist when it comes to, to health. <laughs> um, folks uh, can listen to you on the Ben Greenfield Fitness Podcast, and you do a lot of sort of self-experimentation. Mm-hmm. Can you talk a little bit about that? What what drives you to be so curious about... Guinea, about guinea pigging. Yes, yes as, as they say, the highly scientific term. You know, I think for me, it, it sparks from my early days. You know, when I was in college, I was studying a lot of this stuff. I'd, I was getting my master's degree in exercise physiology and, and biomechanics. So I was already kind of a student of the human body. And I wanted to go to medical school. I wanted to be a physician. And at the same time, I was also doing bodybuilding which is which is you know if we were going to to throw around that slightly silly and oft overused term biohacking you know bodybuilders were like some of the original biohackers you lurk on these forums and they're using all sorts of fringe peptides and and lotions and <laughs> and and you know androgen modulators and all these things to allow them to get up on stage with with inhuman amounts of, of body fat and, and and copious amounts of muscle and when you're trying to do that when you're trying to tweak the human body in that manner you do have to pay attention to a lot you have to know if your banana is 70 calories or 80 calories mm. and whether or not those five cans of tuna fish that you have for dinner should should have a little bit of extra dab of ketchup to them or not so wow. that you know your sugar content for the day and like so every little thing makes a difference everything and so for me early on you know if I, w- I was studying human science and at the same time using myself as almost like a, a, a platform to test a lot of these things that I was learning in my exercise physiology class. You know, sh- what does creatine do? What is what does nitric oxide do? What happens if you use you know whatever red line with ephedra and caffeine, whatever else was in it back in the day, to your body fat percentages? And uh, from there, I pivoted into the next most unhealthy sport on the planet triathlon which is which is equally kind of a, like a self-hacking sport it's like how can i figure out how to keep my ass on this bike for for another 30 miles you know how how can i make it through the through the water for for two miles or three miles how can i stave off a cramp what causes a cramp how much carbohydrate do you need each hour how much water before you develop water intoxication versus dehydration and so 
you know, they, they even say in triathlon that, you know, people consider it to be swim, bike, run, but the fourth discipline is nutrition. Mm. So I studied up a lot on, on nutrition and of course, continue to use myself as a, as a guinea pig in that sector right. and, you know, continuing on down the road. Now it's more about how do you make the human body as healthy as possible? You know, now that I'm, I'm 37, I'm far more interested in health and specifically in things like anti-aging and longevity. Like what kind of things can you do to, to keep your telomeres from shortening? What kind of things will, will reduce your, your glycemic variability, your blood glucose fluctuations during the day, or, uh, what kind of things will, will lower inflammation, you know, cause I consider inflammation and blood glucose to be the two most important things to track for longevity. And so now I'm, I'm doing a lot of that, but yeah, initially it was a combination of just education and, and trying to figure out how I could pose on stage in a speedo and look better. <laughs> Dude, I thought that you were the youngest looking 37 year old, but uh, now Ben, <laughs> Ben, I'm sorry, man. He looks way younger. Yeah, I agree with you. <laughs> what, what year were you guys born? 81. 81. Both of us yeah. as well. Yeah. yeah. December 20th, 1981. So oh, three, three 80s babies. Yeah. October 23rd. Yeah. <clears throat> We've got a bunch of questions from our audience, so let's go ahead and, and dive in. We'll be using Ben's maximalist experience to distill down some sort of minimalist <laughs> principles out of it. So you've, you've done a whole lot in your own life, sort of testing on yourself, but also you've worked with a lot of other people as a personal trainer, as a coach, and, and helping people understand sort of the, the minimum viable exercises to maintain healthy fitness without maybe diving all the way in like you have. Mm. And so I think we can help some folks out today. Our first voicemail is from Hayden in, well, she's not from a city. She's from Patreon. She's from the world, man. <laughs> How can I balance maintaining an exercise regimen without overwhelming myself? You've talked before about how creating and achieving goals can kind of bog us down. And I'm finding that that's happening to me in regards to keeping to an exercise regimen. Um, I work two jobs and run a small resale business from home, so it's hard for me to come home from my nine to five and then like go to the gym on top of cooking dinner, cleaning up, and just taking care of all my other responsibilities because I just don't have the energy. So Ben, what, what, what do you, what would you, if Hayden was here in front of you, what would you talk to her about, especially when she says, I don't have the energy or exercise is bogging me down? Yes, Hayden, we live in almost this unfair era in which the, the form of exercise that used to be relegated to gladiators and Olympians and professional athletes and the world's hard-charging warriors has now trickled down to be something that the general population feels that they should be doing to feel good about themselves, to actually lose weight or to actually be fit. They need to get to the gym and do a formal exercise session. And it's not helped out by the fact that when you flip open any magazine, you feel like you need to not only do that, but also infrared yoga and your, <laughs> your deep tissue fascial stretching session and your, your Peloton session. And no oh, heck Peloton just came out with a treadmill. So I gotta, I gotta do one of those <laughs> sessions too. And you know, then you throw in the internet of things with all these fancy exercise devices, you know, yeah. half a dozen of which show up at my house every week. And I, I fall into the same category. I'm like, how am I going to weave this into my routine? And it, it, it bogs things down even more. More. But when you step back and you look at things, you, know, you look at these these blue zones, for example, right, like Nicoya or Sardinia or Okinawa or Loma Linda or any areas where people are happy and, and living a long time. Beyond the hundred years, 
and the, healthy. These are the blue, the blue yes, zones. Yes, many many centenarians, people yeah. people who live a, a disproportionately long long amount of time. You don't see these formal exercise in a can sessions in these communities. You don't you don't see the pressure, right, to get up the hour earlier to go hit the gym, or I'm so tired, I'm on my way home from work, but I have to go to the gym mm. because that is that that that's what society expects of me, and therefore that's how I feel good about myself. These people instead, they're engaged in low level physical activity all day long, wow. right? They've they 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 granted live lifestyles in many cases in which they're hunting, gathering, gardening, walking, cycling, moving throughout the day. And that might sound unfair. Mm-hmm. You know, we're, we're right now, we're, we're at a facility where there's a bunch of people, you know, in, in cubicles and we're, we're indoors and, you know, I'm a, I'm a blogger and a podcaster. I'm relegated to, to a desk much of the time. But even in that scenario, you can hack your environment. You know, my, my office has a treadmill workstation and a little balance board that I stand on while I'm typing. And I've got a little kettlebell behind me so I can stop and do kettlebell swings. I've got a pull-up bar in the door of my office. My goal, by the time I've finished a day of work and taken a lot of these so-called Pomodoro breaks, you know, every 55 minutes or every 25 minutes, you know, it depends on the day and, and what I'm doing and how deep my work is, is to arrive at the end of the day with exercise being an option not a necessity, mm. meaning that you you shouldn't feel as though you finished the day of work and been so sedentary during that day that you have to go to the gym. Mm. If you are training for for an Ironman triathlon, you know, or whatever your personal Mount Everest is, or like a Spartan race, or maybe a fitness competition, or the CrossFit Games, sure, you kind of have to go crush yourself. Right. But don't fool yourself into thinking that's what it takes to be healthy or fit or, or to lose weight. You need sunshine, fresh air, low-level physical activity, stopping every once in a while during the day to lift something heavy, to, to move, to spark the heart rate. And by the time you've gotten to the end of the day, you would be surprised at, at how much when you look back you've done. I'll give you one more example. When I go to a conference, right, like you're busy, right? You're you're out at conferences and you're networking with people and there's the lunches and, and your schedule's thrown out of whack and it's very difficult sometimes to, to get into the gym at the beginning of the, end of the day. I have a very simple technique. I have these little lifestyle rules that I live by, right? I do 20 squats whenever I use the bathroom on an airplane. Well, hold on real quick. Uh, when I went to go get him downstairs oh. in the lobby, <laughs> he was doing like a warrior. Some yeah. I, You were transitioning from maybe a warrior one to a warrior two pose. So he's over there in the lobby. I said, usually someone's down the lobby. that They're either standing there or, or, or seated. And I see this tall guy who's just uh, like this. If you're watching this on YouTube. He's just yes. Yes, but think about that. I, I don't. It. I don't have to go hunt down a, a core power yeah. yoga infrared session at the end of the day today because I, I do that. I just weave that stuff throughout my day. So I've got these rules. But you know, to to close the loop on that conference example, when I'm at a conference, I take a cold shower at the beginning of the day. I take a cold shower at the end of the day. Right. So I'm getting my blood flowing. I'm getting a lot of these fat loss benefits and. And 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 uh, you know the nitric oxide release for my body, so I'm full of, of blood flow. And then every hour when I'm at a conference, I figure out time to slip away and do 15 to 30 burpees. So when I get to the end of a day, wow. a it's long day, exercise, so but so eight, yeah, eight <laughs> hours at a conference, I can squeeze in 240 burpees and 10 minutes worth of cold therapy. Wow. No need to go to the gym. 
And when when you live life by this rule and you figure out how to do it without breaking a sweat, without having to redo hair and makeup, right? That's the key is you're never actually having to get dressed, get, get undressed, shower, you know, do this whole formal exercise thing. If you begin to look at life through that lens of you just being a physically active person who squeezes in movement when you can squeeze it in, you get a lot less pressure to have to feel the need to go and tackle an hour at the gym when like Hayden you're driving home exhausted at 5 p.m. from the office yeah. so when you're at the office do you have like a set number of pull-ups that you that you're thinking like yes. all right but okay so everything I, I live life by rules every time I walk under the pull-up bar it's five pull-ups mm. right very very simple right mm-hmm. and, and for for me you know, for some people, five pull-ups might be a lot. For you know, for them, I might say just hang from the bar for ten seconds if you can't do a pull-up. You know, just just do something. But for me, five pull-ups is pretty easy. But it, there's also very little decision-making fatigue and very little cognitive willpower for me to do that. I can finish recording whatever a two-hour-long podcast, and I'm I just feel smoked. But I know I can do my five pull-ups, and then. Uh, just little when I, I I use the Nutribull a lot for my coffees. Mm-hmm. I I've gotten to the point where I I can rarely just drink regular coffee. I got to put cinnamon and mushroom extract and stevia <laughs> and do the. So every time I turn the Nutribullet on, it goes on for sixty seconds. So any time that I turn the Nutribullet on, I do jumping jacks, mm-hmm. right? And I'm making like three or four of those during the day. So so there's four hundred jumping jacks that I'm doing, and it's weird because it's almost like Pavlov's dog. Now when I hear a Nutribullet or I hear a blender, I'm like jumping <laughs> jacks. Start doing jumping yeah. jacks. Yeah. yeah, these are these these simple triggers that Love we it. we sometimes talk about. I, I yeah. do the same thing with the with the pull up bar at my place. It, it, it's actually uh, in, in our home. It's right before the bathroom. So anytime I have to go to the bathroom. I have to do, I do six pull-ups, I do six pull-ups with exiting, yep. and uh, throughout the day, if you do that 10 times, especially if you drink a lot of water, it's forcing you to do more yeah. more pull-ups. I, yeah. I go to my mailbox twice a day, I always walk to the mailbox, and I sprint as hard as I can back. My oh, mailbox wow. is, it's, it's it's like an eighth of a mile from my front door, so for <laughs> me, that it's a, it's a haul, yeah. but, wow. it, but these rules become automatic, and, you, and they become triggers. And you get to the end of the day and you just feel good because you've been moving all day. But you also know that, again, unless you're training for some kind of a race or some kind of a formal competition where you really do need to begin to train like an athlete or a warrior or a gladiator or whatever, mm-hmm. there's just like Hayden should should just remove that 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 urge or that that pressure that she feels to exercise and instead just just engage in low-level physical activity during the day i love that man so really what it sounds like you're saying with exercise like the most important parts of exercise is it's getting that heart rate up a little bit Mm -hmm. and it's getting a little bit of resistance so that doesn't mean that yeah we have to uh do a crossfit class it doesn't mean we have to carve out an hour each day to do that we could we could find little moments during our regular day to kind of work some of this stuff in and and pick pick your battles um again when you when you open you know men's health or women's fitness or any of these magazines you always have the new workout and and the eight new moves some personal trainer came up with so they could get the article accepted by the magazine with exercises that they hadn't seen before so they make up all these funky moves and you feel like you got to learn that move too mm-hmm. but i mean they're like there there are three pieces of exercise equipment that i think if you own you can pretty much get by the entire day and stay pretty fit. It's a pull-up bar, mm-hmm. right? Door frame pull-up bar. You can hang anywhere. And if you don't want one of those, get one of those elastic bands or those, uh, not elastic bands, you know, like a TRX type of strap oh, where yeah, you can yeah. use a door. I travel with those. So I'll just hang That's them great. in the door of my hotel. So when I'm going in and out of the hotel, I can do the five pull-ups. Uh, so some, some kind of a pull-up apparatus, mm-hmm. some kind of a kettlebell, 
because of kettlebell. I mean, you can do swings, which simulate sprints. You can do rows. You can do goblet. You can do so much with a kettlebell, but it has a very small footprint. Mm. You can put that in a cubicle. And then finally, if you have the space, a hex bar. Have you guys seen a hex bar no. before? No, what is a hex bar? So a hex bar is uh, that funky looking bar you can see it at the gym sometimes and you stand inside oh, the bar like in the of it. Yeah. Like, and you and you pick it up off the floor to do a deadlift oh, yeah. and when it comes to grip strength activation of the glutes which tend to turn off when you're sitting anyways mm-hmm. in, in cars or at your desk being able to rip something off the ground and get that hormonal release not having to deal with some of the the low back and biomechanic stuff you can get from putting a, a squat bar on your back this hex bar is amazing for maintaining high levels of strength no matter your age no matter the health of your back it almost forces you to be able to lift something heavy but keep very good form so in the room next to my office i have a little pile of weight plates in this hex bar and it's always loaded up with enough weight to make me tired if i lift it five times okay all right so there's another guy in the in the fitness sector named mark sisson and he kind of made this whole idea of uh lift sprint move popular I mean you engage in low level physical all day long uh-huh. you sprint every once in a while you know like me to the mailbox or doing jumping jacks with the Nutribullet or you know the, the burpees at a conference or whatever and then finally you lift something heavy every now and again mm-hmm. right and and for me between the doing the pull-ups at the door and occasionally lifting that kettlebell and then slipping into that room next door to my office just a few times a day during one of my breaks and lifting that weight off the ground just five times sends this huge anabolic signal to your body keeps you strong all day long and again the thing i like about a hex bar is you don't have to really warm up that dramatically to do it you can just pick that weight off the ground keeps you with you know in in good form doesn't put a lot of stress on your back so those three things i like that some pull-up apparatus a kettlebell and a hex bar and that is like that's way better advice than what I was going to give Hayden. <laughs> no, it's so my, simple. I love it. My wife has been using a hex bar at, at her gym. She sort of does. It's not a, a CrossFit thing, but it's uh, it's a gym that she goes to. And man, I tell you, her butt looks amazing too, which is a really nice I was going to tell you, your wife's butt looks amazing. <laughs> I figured I'd let you say it first. Uh, last, thing, last thing I'll say for Hayden, we, we'll move on here. Um, have you seen the thing uh, from Derek Sivers, Sivers on running from his book, Anything You Want? They, 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 we'll put a link to the video in there. But I, mean, I read re- the book, but I don't remember him talking about running. In uh, he, that someone turned it into this beautiful video. So, like, uh, I, I always think about, like, doing the exercises that you also want to do. For me, the pull-ups thing is, like, I actually enjoy doing pull-ups now. Me I did, too. They feel amazing, and they decompress your spine and right. your shoulders. And, you know, they, they do everything that being hunched over a smartphone and a keyboard needs to be done to reverse all the damage from that it opens mm. up the spine opens up the back i mean it's 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 a perfect antidote to our our post-industrial culture being hunched over in this defensive position pull-ups totally yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I i definitely it, just hanging from the bar sometimes exactly. too it makes you it just decompresses everything yeah to your point that's where i started when i couldn't do pull-ups it was just hanging from the bar and then eventually you can do one and then eventually two and i remember when i first learned to do pull-ups ryan used to come over and he would assist me doing pull-ups before i could <laughs> <laughs> and, and now you know I do them every day, and it's n- no problem. But for a while, back in my late twenties, like Ryan would come over and just like help me, yeah. help move yeah. me yeah. up. Yeah. You guys know pull the up. trick. This will be good for people to know. If you can't do a pull up and you hang one of these pull up bars, and you don't want to gradually work your way up and, and hang there for months at a time until you get to the point where you can do the pull up, 
you've no doubt seen these elastic bands. You yeah. got sporting goods store, you know, bands. monster bands, rogue bands, whatever they call them. But you hang that from either side of the pull-up bar. And then when you get up into the pull-up bar, you just kind of put your knees onto the elastic band like they're cradling. And the elastic band pulls you up into the pull-up. Yeah. And so it's like one of those yeah. big machines at the gym, like the right. assisted pull-up machine. But sure. all you need is an elastic band and a cheap-ass pull-up bar in your door, and you have the same thing. Yeah, I've man. always said I could replace Ryan with an elastic band. <laughs> I've always told you that too, man. <laughs> no, the, you know, the one thing I will t- tell Hayden is that I, I know that you feel, Hayden, that you don't have the time to exercise, and it's very, very overwhelming. But I would challenge her to start looking at it in a way that she can't afford not to exercise because exercise is what will give you more energy. Mm. So if you're looking for more energy, I know you're tired, but, yeah, find some of these little things that you can do throughout the day, and it will totally boost your energy. I think that's an interesting paradox, too, because we think I don't have the energy to exercise, but, of course, uh, exercising more long term it doesn't have to be you know, the crossfit like you said there there are no crossfit boxes in in the blue zones right or at least probably very few, <laughs> very few. um but but uh, you know, I, I walk every day so one of my my big ways that i exercise that i have sustained exercise is i walk about eight to ten miles a day mm. so i'll usually walk to the office or i'll walk home i'll walk really far to get lunch i'll go up to runyon canyon and just do a loop there and and adding a little bit of, of walking in into my day is 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 something that I've been able to do because well I also enjoy it right but it gives me energy to to keep going and it, it's back to that Sivers thing that I wanted to talk about really quickly he he was talking about the people who want to run and and then there are people who run and the people who want to run but don't run they they throw up all these excuses you know they'll throw up 22 different reasons that I can't run that well I have to put my running shoes on I have to I have to shower afterward and you know, I, I need to make sure I have the right running shorts with me. And uh, we, we have all these rules that we set up, these sort of roadblocks. Your running app that allows you to chase the zombies and your heart rate strap that lets you tie in. Yeah, running right. running has become very complicated. Right, and, and yeah. we've, we've complicated that. And then you have someone who is a runner, and they're, they're like, well, what do you have to do to get ready for run? And you're like, well, I just have to start running because I enjoy running. And so finding the thing that you enjoy doing that removes those roadblocks for you, it, it, automatically makes it simpler we we complect issues that we make them more complex by saying well here are the 17 rules i have to do first before i can run well what is the thing that you don't have all those rules for what's the exercise where you can just for me walking to to the office here is just like yeah just leave my house and walk to the office so yeah right (laughs) right (laughs) i uh with my back broken i haven't been able to do a lot yesterday i actually got out and i got my first like, you know, 10,000 or over 10,000 steps that I've gotten since, uh, you know, January 11th is when I had that back injury. And man, like just being able to get out and walk. I mean, I noticed a huge difference. My sleep score was better. My, I woke up with a, we got like the aura ring. I don't know if you've heard of that, but it just yeah, kind of keeps, oh yeah, I've I got, got the same one, one right here. Yeah, man. Yeah. So I woke up this morning with like a 90 readiness. Um, and that's, I mean, it's the best readiness I've had it's since I broke my back. And yes. uh, Ryan has the worst sleep I, of anyone I've ever met. I had, I had an outstanding sleep score last night. It was 70. That was my outstanding sleep score. Well, you know, you know there, there are, of course, a, you know, a, a, an uncountable number of sleep hacks out there now, you know, from pads that you put underneath your mattress to circulate cold water and, and binaural beats that you put in your ears. And But I've, I've found that for most people, the number one thing that allows them to sleep like a baby is some form of temperature alteration before bed. Mm. Like for, for me, if I can do a sauna 
followed by a lukewarm or a cold shower before bed. You know, I, I did this last night, for example. You just sleep. I keep a sauna in my basement, mm. and I, I hit that and read some magazines or books and take a cold shower, and you are just out. That's a great. I yeah. might start and doing you, that. Our gym is like a block away, so yeah. it's got a sauna there. You I'll, can also just do a hot, cold contrast shower. Yeah, that's 20, a good idea. 20 seconds of cold, 10 seconds of hot a few times through. And it, you know, when you plummet that core temperature, it activates the parasympathetic nervous system. And you know, sure, you can do meditation, breath work, and all these other things. But for me, temperature regulation just works amazingly. Yeah, and you know, walking to um, Thoreau, many philosophers were were huge fans of walking. Now, I'd, I'm in the same boat yeah. as you. I, I do a, a lot of walking to gather my thoughts. I always have some kind of a post-it note and a pen in my pocket so I don't have to whip out my phone to take notes and I'm not distracted by my device. When you walk, I mean, it just opens up your mind. And, yeah. and there's even been research on this that shows that walking while thinking or pondering or even listening right, to, to an audiobook or a podcast sparks a significant increase in what's called BDNF, brain-derived neurotrophic factor. Mm. And this acts like miracle grow for your brain. Oh, wow. So if you have a problem, there's there's something very much to this 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 ancient wisdom of sleep on it, or and this is this is lesser known but but very effective walk on it, mm. right? Yeah, the, I love have it. You, have you read uh, Mason Curry's book Daily Rituals? Yes. He, yeah. So so he looks at the 163 different creative people. A lot of them are writers or, or musicians. Uh, back to Mozart or Jonathan Franzen or, or whomever. And uh, one of the commonalities amongst almost all of them, besides alcohol or caffeine, was, <laughs> uh, was walking, right? Mm-hmm. And, and finding, finding that time every day to walk because th- that's where the, a lot of the ideas come from. The habits of high achievers. And it is funny. You actually do see a lot of alcohol a lot of caffeine, uh, a, a lot of a lot of walking, you know. But but alcohol and caffeine, those, those could be contextualized as unhealthy sure. or healthy, depending on how you do them. Uh, and the, and then and then horrible. yeah, then you open up a book like you know Tools of Titans or something like that, and now you see whatever metformin and rapamycin and off-label pharmaceuticals. <laughs> I, I I have yet to to see those proven in in very long research studies to be equally effective. But yes, walking. And drinking alcohol and coffee. I think we've nailed it. Those are the keys, keys to health success. Uh, Hayden, I'm going to send you a copy of our book, Essential. It's an essay collection with 150 different essays about intentional living. So if you like our podcast, you'll probably like the audiobook version of that. Or if uh, you want the book book or the ebook podcast, Sean will reach out to you and... Uh, and send you one of those as well. All right, before we move on to our lightning round, we have three more voicemail questions we're going to answer on our maximal episode uh, this week on Patreon. In the meantime, we'd love to hear what you have to say. So you can uh, leave a comment or a tip about fitness or minimalist health. Leave us a voicemail, 406-219-7839, or email a voice memo to podcast at theminimalists.com. We'll air our favorite comments and tips on a future episode. And stay tuned to the end of this episode for this week's listener comments and tips. And here is a pro tip for you. Write down your question or your comment before you call in. Ryan, what time is it? You know what time it is. It is time for our lightning round where we answer questions from social media. Indeed we do. We're on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, at The Minimalists. And Ben Greenfield is at Ben Greenfield, I believe, on, on all 
all the relevant platforms. Yes. Yeah, you can. I think some of them are at Ben Greenfield Fitness, but most of them are. I I wish I wouldn't have done that too because I I I'm again more about health than fitness <laughs> these days. But but yes, Ben Greenfield or Ben Greenfield Fitness. Yeah, we'll put a link to all yeah. of his uh, social media in the show notes as well, so you can tweet at him, Instagram at him, Snapchat at him, whatever you want to do. You can uh, you can get in touch, um, and your website is just uh, bengreenfieldfitness.com. Yes, sir. Beautiful. All right. Well, this is Ben. This is where Ryan and I usually do our best to answer every question with just a short, shareable, less than 140 character response. But not really. We maunder on a little bit and then we tie it up with a little bow. And Sean puts our pithy answers in the show notes so people can copy and share our answers on social media. And we put all of these in one place now, minimalmaxims.com. What's our first question, Ryan? Our first question is from E. Patrick. I go to the gym to lift weights. What are some alternative minimalist ideas for a resistance workout without a gym? Well, so for me, the, my, my pithy answer to this is everyone has 18 minutes a day for their health. This was something I discovered because uh, like Hayden in our earlier question, I was overwhelmed by, I have to go to the gym and the, the, it, it was, I put up all these barriers for myself and then I figured out like you can do, you know, it's the 80-20 rule. You can do 80% of what you want to do in 18 minutes a day if you you know so every every day even today when I really really did not want to do it because I've not been feeling great with the whole SIBO thing that's going on I do I do an 18 minute exercise it's just push-ups pull-ups squats for 18 minutes and man I'm destroyed after that in the mornings it's like you you, you running off to do your burpees yes. and 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 so for me everyone has that short period of time 18 minutes I, I can't even make an excuse now because I know I have eight I can find 18 minutes in a day they've, they've done oh I've, I need to do my lightning round sound effects <laughs> <laughs> they've, they've done studies on on seniors and exercising individuals and found that you stave off muscle loss and you get a significant increase in growth hormone when you're doing body weight exercises even if you don't have access to formal weights if you use something called blood flow restriction and you can go on Amazon, you can buy these things called blood flow restriction bands. They're like tourniquets. You put one around each leg and on the arms. Then you go do your push-ups, your squats, your pull-ups. But it simulates lifting hundreds of pounds because your muscles get less blood to them. So that's my tip is, is just go out and do bodyweight exercises. But grab yourself for like, you know, it probably cost you 20, 30 bucks, some of these blood flow restriction bands off Amazon. Put those on before you do your body weight. Okay. That is awesome. I didn't, I've never heard of those. I'm going to check those yeah, it's out. Called, it's uh, the formula for is called katsu it's based on japanese research katsu k-a-a-t-s-u katsu cool. training we'll put a we'll make sure sean puts a, a note in the in the show notes uh my pithy answer is this is memberships don't make you fit consistent action makes you fit so you know that's just my way of saying the same thing what we were telling hayden is is it doesn't take a gym membership to do these these exercises it doesn't take uh, running a marathon to be healthy there are these little increments these little times during the day that we can take advantage of to to uh, stay healthy and, and not have to worry about spending money on a member. I, I was so stuck in that. It was like uh, very much like Hayden. When I was in the corporate world, it was like, oh man, I don't have an hour to go to the gym. Well, I guess I won't get fit because I don't have that hour and you know I don't want to pay that 80 bucks a month for the gym or whatever it is and that is uh, it's a defeating attitude yeah, yeah unless you're single go to the gym right <laughs> go, go to the gym and go to church two good places to meet yeah. people. <laughs> the grocery store too on, yes. on, on, on Sundays all right man our next uh, lightning round question is from Nasset Sunrise is running the ultimate minimalist sport 
What about yoga with just a mat? How about swimming? Isn't it so simple too? <laughs> this question stresses me out. <laughs> <laughs> this is a very maximal amount of minimal exercise. What's the ultimate yes. minimalist uh, sport? I mean, yoga in an infrared sauna while running. Yeah, wait a minute. <laughs> running what during yo running yoga? <laughs> Matt, you actually do. You you, uh, you you have a sauna where you um and, and you'll do some some yoga in it. I like to stack things like that to get you know you put you you get that podcast you want to listen to. You get into the heat in the sauna. You do your yoga and your breath work, and you just nail as many variables as once. Absolutely. So if you want to simplify that for someone, um, what is the ultimate minimalist sport? I mean, I. Don't, I, I have the answer for you. Go for it. Based on actual research on calorie burning, on blood flow, on heart rate variability, on sleep, the number one activity you can do that requires very little equipment is swimming. I was going to say basketball. I've yeah. heard that. That's yeah, with, okay. uh, I've had a lot of people tell me with my back, like swimming is the best thing to do. You Mainly cannot because beat swimming. There are so, there are so many, and, and as a matter of fact, for longevity as well, swimming actually induces a decrease in the rate at which your telomere shortens, similar wow. to like meditation, for example. Oh, man. Probably because it is very meditative, right? It's, it's, it's almost like float tank isolation. You're usually kind of staring at a black line at the bottom of the pool or, or in the dark, and there's a little bit of cold and temperature regulation involved, and there's a swishing, and your, your vagus nerve gets active when your head goes under the water so i'm a fan of swimming uh with the caveat that i don't like these heavily chlorinated, chlorinated. pools at health clubs like a lake river yeah. you know, creek whatever so is there like a like an amount of time or a distance that you would recommend someone like a minimum yeah, that's for, for for me like 15 to 30 minutes is a okay. sweet spot you cool. get in you do some underwater breath holds swim back and forth a few times just feels good that's awesome yeah. well my pithy answer here is the simplest exercise is the exercise you enjoy just uh, builds on that Sivers thing we were talking about. We we make things very complex. And your answer earlier, Ryan, about you can't buy the the, the gym membership isn't what's going to make you fit. It's the same with we, we try to buy our fitness in so many ways. Like I'll, I'll buy the the appropriate exercise bike or treadmill or membership. I'll buy these these widgets that can augment the experience for sure. But they don't replace the experience. So we, right. we see those really bad infomercials where it's like, just zap my abs and I'll have six pack abs <laughs> in six weeks. Do you remember the fifties thing? Like the it would shake you. There's like the you just stood on this plate and it had this band around your belly and it just shake. My favorite thing at the gym when you see those and you, know, you have the, the 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 fat old lady, not to stereotype, on one of those things, sipping her Jamba Juice and yeah. shake, shaking on the Vibe platform. <laughs> Well, yeah. it, what's what's funny about about that is like you rarely see a person who's fit as as been doing the you know the 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 quick fix right trying trying to but what I like about Ben we'll talk about with him about this on the maximal episode is he does use a lot of tools to help him sort of dial in his fitness mm -hmm. and and having that simple baseline and then being able to to augment it is something we, we can also talk about yeah my, my pithy answer is pretty simple it's minimal exercises can lead to maximum health and again that just goes to any of these simple exercises uh, that was recommended here any of these are good but I agree with you Josh pick, pick something that you like something that uh, you're inspired motivated to do that's that's going to be the simplest yes indeed well, let's uh, move on to our added value portion of the show so we talk about something that has added value to our lives recently uh, people tend to like my, my music recommendations so I'm just going to go with a music recommendation today 
Um, this is one of those rarities where I found a billboard that really, because I hate advertisements. It's so funny. My recommendation is from a billboard, too. Anyway, oh keep going. <laughs> so so um, I found this album from a guy named J.S. JS Ondara. And he is a singer-songwriter from Kenya, but he lives in Minneapolis. And he has a... Um, he has a song or uh, an album called Tales of America. And in fact, I think we'll play out today with uh, his song Saying Goodbye, which is it's just a, it's a beautiful album. It's it's reminds me of of like if Dylan were alive today and could sing well. Bob Dylan? Yeah, Bob Dylan. If if he could <laughs> sing well. And uh, Is Bob Dylan alive still? I said if you were around today. Oh, like, I thought you said like, he was like, alive today. Oh, no, no, no I'm sorry. Did I, if I said alive, then I, I... Well, I don't know. Anyway. Yeah, he, he might be alive. Awesome. Um, but apparently but, useless to Josh. Yeah. He's, he's dead to Josh, even though he's around. I, Bob Dylan is like... He's like one of those very famous singer-songwriters I've just never like really been able to like get into. I actually went to one of his concerts uh, back in like 2001, mm-hmm. and... Was in Dayton? It was, yeah. Like it was, phrase, no, you know? it was actually, it was like Cincinnati, the uh, U.S. Bank Arena. Okay. And uh, it was, uh, it was, it was this great band opening up, man, and like Bob Dylan wasn't on stage yet. The band just like jamming, I mean, just like really, really going and getting the crowd excited. And then all of a sudden, you know, Bob Dylan steps out on stage and everyone's like, whoa. And then like he like shimmies up to the mic and he's like, <laughs> I was like, oh man. But it was really cool to be able to see him, man. I'm not trying to dog Bob Dylan or anything. I think I think Dylan's one of the best songwriters of all time. Uh check out JS on Dara Tales of America. The album is great. We'll play out with uh saying goodbye later in this episode. Ryan, what's been adding value to your life so, recently? So speaking of billboards, uh in LA there's a lot of billboards and most of them are like music or TV or movie. And uh, we're being beat over the head right now with uh, the Umbrella Academy, which is on Netflix. It's like a Netflix original. And when, have you heard of this at all? I don't have TV. <laughs> Minimalist. Yes. I, uh, I I was checking it out, and it kind of looked like a, like an X Men kind of knockoff type thing. And so I kind of avoided it. Mm. But during uh, you know being laid out for the last six weeks, I just I was like, all right, I'll give it one you know one episode a shot. And it's really, really good. I mean, you would hate it because you don't like sci-fi stuff. Right. But it's like this really cool sci-fi series. I think there's like 10, maybe 11 episodes. But it's it's awesome. It's really, really good. Mm. Beautiful. What's been adding value to your life recently, Ben? Anything you would, uh, th- that you've sure. really found value in? Uh, I, I love music, and I've got this tiny little travel baritone ukulele. And the reason I like the baritone is that the fingering is identical to that of a guitar. Okay. So I can practice so wait, as it, though I'm practicing on my guitar. It's strings? four strings, okay. but the fingering is the same as a guitar. So I can maintain my guitar skills while I'm on the road. I found this company called Fusion that makes travel bags that fuse and connect together. And one of their bags is a baritone ukulele bag. So I've got that attached to a backpack. I put that on as my carry-on as I go through the airport. And it allows me to play music at night to practice my songs. But it's small. It's portable. And music brings joy to my heart. I absolutely love love music. And to be able to strum while I'm on the road. For a while, I was using a harmonica. And this is just this is just as oodles better than a harmonica. That's awesome, man. So yeah. does it represent, when you say the fingering, does it represent like the the top four? Or the if I want to play a four? D, my D on a baritone ukulele is the same as a D on a guitar. Okay. You know, other ukuleles, you, the fingering is actually different. A, totally D, different. a D is, mm-hmm. I believe, uh, it, it, it's different. Yeah. yeah. It's hard for me to describe okay. on audio. But cool. Yeah. Beautiful. Let's move on to right here, right now. So we talk about what's going on in the lives of the minimalists before we move on to our maximal episode. 
Um, it's a new month. This is coming out on uh, April 2nd. So yesterday was the beginning of a new month, which means a new opportunity to start our 30-day minimalism game. We'll put a link to the video for that that Jordan created with us. We we went to this uh, like thrift shop and paid them $60 to let us film in their uh, in in their um, like just awesome thrift shop it was like a, a, a clutter paradise yeah and um we went in there and so we have this thing called the 30-day minimalism game because people the average american household has 300,000 items in it and we don't know where to start if we want to start decluttering our lives starting to let go of that doesn't include dust mites <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> although we do collect those they collect all the things right um and so uh we we set up this game to make uh well we think decluttering is kind of boring, so to make it a little bit more fun, it's called the 30-Day Minimalism Game. You can check that out, theminimalists.com slash game. There's a video there. We'll put a link to that in the show notes. Also, we did a, a home tour of my home over on YouTube. Ryan's is coming next, so if you want to check that out, it's youtube.com slash theminimalists. Uh, before we move on here, I just want to say thanks to Ben. Uh, yeah, check out his podcast. We'll put a link to it as well. The Ben Greenfield Fitness Podcast. It's great. I'm, I'm a fan of the podcast. I really enjoy it. I especially love you when you do the Q&A sessions. You have a lot of great expert guests. You have some fringe guests on sometimes. Yes. And, and what I like about you is a lot of what you talk about is, is backed by science, but you're not afraid to occasionally dip your toe in the woo-woo. Yes, I interviewed a breatharian once who believed you could survive on, on, your, on air and no oh, food. Wow. wow. Yes. And you're willing to challenge people like that yes. as well. <laughs> yeah, which, which I, I certainly appreciate. As long as my air has hamburgers in it, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this week we have uh, three more questions about purchasing healthy food on a budget, about mending a broken relationship with fitness. That one will be fascinating. And about the best apps for health. Uh, I'm also going to chat with Ben about my own gut health, Ryan's broken back, some hormone questions, and uh, minimalist fitness tools. We'll talk about the the other tools that maybe have added value to, to Ben's life. If you want our answers to those questions, you can listen to this week's Maximal episode available exclusively on Patreon. That's right. You're currently listening to our weekly Minimal episode, but each week Ryan and I record an entirely different long-form Maximal episode on the Minimalist's private podcast, which gives us the private space we need to talk about about our flawed habits, our family lives, our struggles, our relationships, our emotions, and our insecurities without fear of judgment or public ridicule. Plus, Patreon is the best way for us to fund this podcast and keep it 100% advertisement free. When you subscribe to the Minimalist Private Podcast on Patreon, you'll receive a personal link so our maximal episodes play in your favorite podcast app. You'll also get access to our entire back catalog of more than 100 private podcast episodes. Find all the details and all the good stuff, including an additional podcast episode every week over at theminimalists.com slash support. Ryan, what else? As always, I just want to encourage people to read more and get informed. And also, here are some voicemail comments and tips from our listeners. Hey, Josh and Ryan. This is Jansen from Memphis. Um, you may already know about this, but you can make bananas taste like ice cream if you freeze them and then blend them in a food processor. Um, you can add peanut butter or honey or other fruit to it or whatever. Hi, Josh and Ryan. This is Teresa from Minneapolis, Minnesota, calling in regards to the digital clutter episode. Um, I've actually been carrying down a lot of social media recently, going through each, removing old posts and accounts, and this has been tedious, but it's also been a good reminder of all the time I've wasted. Uh, currently, I'm going through Facebook, and I wasn't planning to because I'm a nostalgic person, but it's been eye-opening seeing all these old posts of 
times that there was a lot of not so great memories or times that I had posted having a great time, but I was actually going through a hard time in my life. Uh, it's actually made it easier for me to let go of these posts now, now that I've seen that it wasn't as great as I remembered. So that's helped me move forward with that. Um, one other tip for using social media on your computer is to bookmark a different page of that site instead of the main page. So for YouTube, I have it linked to my subscription page. Facebook is linked to a custom friends list they made of just close friends and family. That way I'm only looking at a short condensed page when I'm logging in. And most days I'm only spending about one or two minutes on Facebook and YouTube just seeing what's in there and then closing it and being done for the day. So hopefully someone will find these helpful. And thanks and have a great day. All right, y'all, that's it for this episode. You can comment on this episode over at youtube.com slash theminimalists. If you want our show notes in your inbox, sign up for our email list over at theminimalists.com, and you'll also receive our simple Sunday emails each week. And if you leave here today with just one message, we hope it's this. Love people and use things, because the opposite never works. Thanks for listening, y'all. We'll see you next time. Get it.